Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's week 15. Did I get it right the first time? Uh, n- no. Week 14. I think it's week 14. No, it is week 15. Week 15 preview, make or break time. All right, guys. Thank you all. The rivalry is back on. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah. I be going hard every day, shooting far. NBA, NFL, Army play, MLB, major wave, other artists, minor league. I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five. Scratch that, top three. MJ, LeBron, and every other discussion. Cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting. No, I'm new to the game. Called is my introduction. While these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion. Why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts? Only real place left to listen. How about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by face value clothing go check them out at facevalueclothing.com like zach said it's week 15 we're in late december football saturday games have started there's some big games there's some really big games and then there's some mega games on this week's slate specifically pertaining to one member of this podcast and a heads up that member is not me zach how are you feeling just right now before we even get to talking about the game how are you feeling right now it's been a long week um you know it's gonna be a fun day saturday so i don't have to think about it all day at least because crossroads is going to be there and we'll get into it i'm gonna try to not talk 10 minutes about the game but uh that's not gonna happen there's a very good chance i do it's the biggest game in a decade yeah it's that simple very fair very fair um, yeah, it's been fun though. The city, it's yeah. I'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Um, not much going on this week. Finals week for the college students. So yeah, basketball's been pretty bad. Very bad. Actually, um, tonight we were discussing what in the world we're going to watch because we really aren't in this position. No, it's it's weird that um, you know in the summertime you get a lot of nights with not a lot to watch, and that's kind of when you watch movies, shows. Uh, just random like football highlights to like get your get yourself juice, but usually in the winter, I mean every night there's something at least on. But tonight there's literally nothing, literally nothing going on tonight. I guess Hard Knocks Colts. If you want to just keep buying into them, I have think. you even watched that? I don't even. I haven't seen. I saw. I watch it on Sunday mornings. You do to just get me to one o'clock. It's an hour, so I, mean, I like. I just haven't seen it on social media really. Yeah, like, I saw not- the first one, and other than that, I haven't seen anything. No, if you're not a Colts fan, there's no reason to watch it. I think they might bag it after this year. I don't know. I mean, we'll see how the ratings look. I just I, I, the hard knocks, the actual hard knocks, like that whatever Wednesday night that it comes out, like the sports world. That's all they talk about. Yeah, Obviously, there's think, not other think stuff about, going like, on. The last three years of hard knocks in the summer, it's just nice to get a little different perspective of the in season because the past couple hard knocks have been awful. No, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. Like the in season thing probably is a good perspective. I'm just saying like. Might have to do with what else is going on in the sports world, but usually when Hark Knocks shows, like when it's premiering, that's everybody's tweeting about it. Everyone's posting clips. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. I just haven't seen one tweet or clip or post about it since like the first week. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's nothing to do with the Colts. That's just simple. Just like well, it has everything to do with the Colts. People just don't care about the Colts. I don't think it's that. Oh, here we go. Phone. Are you kidding me? If it was. The Ravens or the Cowboys or the Raiders on there, people would watch. It's, I guess it's the Indianapolis Colts. No one's gonna. That's no one's gonna watch it's, this. It's just weird having the perspective because, like, growing up in Indiana, like Colts were already had. Yeah, Colts were already had in Indiana growing up. So it's uh, just weird it's, thinking about that. There's just no respect on the national media perspective because the media perspective that I grew up with was all I got was Colts. Like, for example, as like I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this and and don't look. Nobody go at Zach for what I'm about to say. Uh, Zach learned this year, or was it last year? One of the years. I think it might have been this. Year. It might have been last year. That like when the Colts are on like TV, like you don't get other games. Yeah. Because he's either at the game or only watching the Colts game, so it didn't matter what other games were on. 
So that was a lesson that Zach had to learn where someone like me, when I was 12 years old, I had in like, you either, there wasn't these NFL Sunday tickets, there wasn't NFL red zone. It was, you just prayed you got the Giants for some reason at one o'clock that day because the Colts were playing at 415 or vice versa. And if you didn't get it, it was thank God for the ESPN apps or trying to find a radio stream online. Yeah, that's tough. So You probably resented the Colts for that part of you inside without knowing it. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things where I – no, I think you did it right. Uh, like when I'm going to go to a therapist in like 10 years and they're going to like sit me down and like they're yeah. going to kind of put you under a little bit where you like just kind of talk about like those memories that you don't have in the front of your brain they don't think about, that's probably what's going to get brought up. Because like especially now with the Giants not you know being – I mean, this isn't me going at you. They record wise been a bad team the last like five, six years. Yeah. And those are like the ages where you've actually been able to watch them on Sunday ticket. But yeah. when you grew up, they were really good and you only got to watch them in the playoffs. So you didn't even get to experience the full thing. Yeah. So you're get, definitely going to be messed up in about 10 years. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. you like, you know, you get the primetime games, which luckily the Giants got, I mean, growing up specifically they still too. We, I mean, we still get a lot of primetime games. You got those. And then we probably got like, three or four times like a Fox game of the week and the Colts were on at, you know, one, yeah. one o'clock on Sunday. So, you know, I got to watch at least half the games, but yeah, and that's also the weird thing too nowadays. Is, I mean, this is a completely conversation, but I don't even know why we're ranting about this right now where like sports center was so big for us growing up. Cause like Monday morning, that's how you got to Like, that's yeah. how you got to ingest before you got on the bus, all the other games highlights yeah. nowadays with Twitter and YouTube, I can watch all the one o'clock highlights before the four o'clocks even kick off. Which you weren't, it was halftime shows were must watch. Score updates happen all the time. You don't see score updates. Like, think about that. Like, every, like between every commercial break, or at least every two commercial breaks, you got a score update. Yeah. Uh, you don't get, like, when's the last time you've seen a score update? Well, there's like a, once there's every a Sunday. TV show on Sunday now that that's all they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. just weird that, you know, the way we watch football If you up, don't see a big play now and like you don't, you're at the, like the office the next day and they don't know what you're talking about, it's like weird for them not to know at this point. Yeah. Because it's, it's right in front of your face. Social media, YouTube, Red Zone, it's just, everything's just so ingestible and it used to just be your local teams in prime time. Yeah. So. It's a weird deal. Um, real quick, let's, let's recap, 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 Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Monday night, Rams yeah. with a big win. Um, the only thing I'll, I'll say about it is this is what the Rams can be if Stafford is this good. He played perfect. I just don't think you're going to get this every game from him. But this is like what they could be. Like they could be the team that wins the Super Bowl and beats a really good Cardinals team and have a great win like this. I just don't think he's ever going to play that well again this year. And I hope I'm wrong because it's fun to watch them be good because they have the weapons and Odell was great and all that. But. I mean, great win. I just everyone's like, "Oh, this is the Rams. The Rams are back." I I just don't know if if that's the level of Stafford we're going to get every week, or if that was peak and we're not going to see that again because there was zero errant throws. Like he usually has two bad picks, yeah, and he didn't even have one errant throw, um, you know, that where defenders could make a play. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be negative about it. I just I don't know if I'm ready to say the Rams are like back and ready to win a Super Bowl because of that win. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. I think this is still a top team in the NFC. And I've kind of said that the entire year about the Rams. The thing about it is I think Matthew Stafford, people have to kind of give him a little bit of credit for the fact that he has at least played a couple good games because yeah. people don't remember. He was having like some pretty bad injuries, I think throughout the year that he still he played I mean, he, His arm, look, the throws look better. So that's and um, he is in a completely new system. Yeah. So, you know, there's been a lot going against him and the fact that he has them at 9-4 and four and people were, you know, then there was the conversations going into this game of is it Stafford or is it McVay because McVay's numbers in the second half of the season are like pretty below average versus at the beginning of the season. Like, which one is it? And I think they just answered the critics. The defense made plays when they needed to. But at the same time, you know, the Cardinals kind of threw this one. And it's one of those things where they didn't throw it in that they let up a lead. Yeah. But they did, they had a lot of red zone opportunity not a lot but they had red zone opportunities that they didn't capitalize on but they still kind of stuck in it to the very end of the game um and so you know if they played seven games in a seven game series this one would probably go to seven games i think and so if they meet again in the cuz they did they already play or are they playing again uh cardinals killed them yeah that's right so <laughs> if they if they meet again in like the divisional round or something it'll be interesting to see um, what happens, but then you have to think from the Rams' perspective. Let's say they lost this one, and then they had to meet again in like the divisional round. It's hard to beat a team three times. 
Right. So Card- did, you think the Cardinals did, tried to lose? Did the Cardinals lose this game because they know it's hard to beat a team three times? So yeah. did they purposely say, hey, we might see this team again. Let's not really do anything crazy so that we don't have to go in here knowing that it's hard to beat them for a Cliff playing chess could definitely be a possibility here. Um, if that's true. Well, it's not. We would never find out. Right. Okay. I was going to say, if what it's are we true, here? what are we getting at? Cliff here? Kingsbury for coach of the year. For I, sure. I'd say. For and sure. I've been a great, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been a really, really good Cardinals reader too this year. People don't talk about that. Because you, no, you have People not. People don't you really talk haven't. about that. You had them losing to the Texans. Like, okay. That Zach, has to be part of the conversation. This. No, let's talk about this, Zach. Let's remember what happened. I can't believe we're doing this. I game. said that they were going to win. Even games where people were like, I think that's, what I, you know, I was like, I don't know, maybe not this But one, you were but just trying is, to follow a narrative. No, 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 no. I said, this is where they're going to, look, this is how it works. First third of the season. And then I was wrong. But then I went on my commute. Remember, then I went to the office for the first time in like months. And I was like, look, I did the commute and I figured it out. And it wasn't week seven that they were supposed to lose. It was week eight. And I think that's right, the right weeks. Whatever, um, whatever. I mean, I just don't know why you can't admit you were wrong one time on them. I mean, they've played. Because I'm phenomenal. And I, I picked the Rams. I picked the Rams for Monday night. People don't talk about that. Then they lost to the Packers, and that was their first loss. All right, man. We'll get you a gold star for I never being wrong on the Cardinals. If that helps. I would I would actually really appreciate it. I'll look what I can do. Christmas time's coming. I'm just saying, I I'm really good at talking about the Cardinals. So maybe I'm maybe I know like Well, they King, play the Cliff Colts King, next week, so I hope Cliff I know. Kingsbury doesn't know that me and him are like telecommunicating. Like I just realized what he just I yeah. I literally and just Luckily our mind. apartment is very similar to where he lives, the snapshot we got when they were drafting. Yeah. So a lot of similarities. No, and it's one of those things where like, look, people don't realize like when you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to Cliff Kingsbury mind. Right. So just saying. Still don't know if that's great. Patrick Mahomes under 500 in college. Here we go. Chiefs, Chargers, Thursday night. He's doing great in the NFL. Um, he's doing great. Chiefs, Chargers, Thursday night. Uh, Justin, I haven't looked in the past, so can't really throw this out there. Is got to be the best Thursday night game we've had ever in a while. I can't. We've had think. some good Seahawks, Rams ones. You know, were they both pretty good? I can't think of one that meant this, this late much in this year. late in the year. Because yeah. you might have the matchup where it's like you know, like the Colts Titans played on Thursday night, right? Yeah, and it's like that's that you know, still like week ten. Yeah, that's, that's a big the thing. Difference. It was like it was still early in the season. Like this could this is a big divisional battle between two potential playoff teams. But now it's like all right, these guys, this game could end up being what matters. Like what's who's the division winner? I, I think it. I mean, barring I think Chargers are playing better. So barring an upset, this this game is absolutely for the division because the Chargers yeah. would have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs because they won an Arrowhead earlier this year. So I think this game is absolutely for the division. Um, they won an Arrowhead this year. Yeah, they would win now. Two wins. Two wins. That's head to head. Third time. That gets you hard to be a three. Yeah, you already think the playoffs, which I like. I like where your head's at. Um, Oh, so you're saying the Chargers... Okay, I know what you're going to do. Let me just at least talk about the game first. I was just putting the math together in my well, head right let's there. Well, just... Who do you have winning this game? I'm just, I I actually have decided, but it goes... I, and I think it hurts the Chargers in the long run. Let's just say that. Zach, you go. Okay. Um, so big... in COVID news, I guess? Injury news? COVID news? That's the theme of this Yeah, that's today. something we probably should have started out. Um, what the hell is going on in the everyone's NFL? Everyone's sick. Everyone's um, getting cocoa. Well, everyone's not sick. Everyone has just has COVID. Asymptomatic. Asymptomatic, but, you know, we're not the experts on that. No. No one is. So, um, Let's not get political, Zach. Rashawn, <laughs> Rashawn Slater is out. He has been an absolute stud at right tackle for them. Yeah. Left? No, he's right tackle. He's right tackle. Uh, I think he's right. Yeah. Um, but... Chris Jones out. And Chris Jones is the anchor of this defense. We've talked about him in pretty much every recap. About yeah. move, once they moved him to inside, how much more dominant they've become. So a little worried that, you know, the Frank Clark might see two guys now when he never would in the past. Um, and then that some other guys, Tershawn Morton or someone else for the Chiefs, are going to have to make plays up front. I'm a little worried about the Chiefs here. I think, you know, this Brandon Staley defense, which has gotten better this year, uh, you know, you can still run on them, but... As the, the weeks have gone on, you can see the defense getting better. And the Chargers' offense is really starting to click. They're starting to launch the ball. And I just don't think the Chiefs have been challenged vertically by a legit offense and, since they started this win streak. I mean, every game they've played, there's always been, kind of like how I feel about the Patriots, there's always just been something off, right? So they get smoked by the Titans. Then they play the Giants, about lose that one, right? 
you guys almost have. Yeah, if Joe Judge they lose. had any nuts, we would have won that. Then they play a Jordan Love Packers team. Then they play the Raiders right during the Rugs thing at, a, at its peak. Then they played um, the Cowboys when they didn't have CD or Amari or the offensive line. Uh, and then the Broncos and Raiders again. So I, I just don't... Winning games is winning games, and the way they're doing it has been impressive. I'm not trying to take away that. I just think that the Chargers might be able to really put up points on this defense. Um, that's getting a lot of love. And I, I think Herbert's really going to challenge them downfield, especially with Keenan Allen back too. So I, I think the Chargers win. Yeah, I was going to say the Chargers, and for me it's more of just that um, I think the Brandon Staley defense, I think the Chargers, I mean the Chiefs I should say, have learned how to cope with not being able to go for the big play. Um, and I think that we're going to see a different Chargers like offense in the sense of like the discipline that Patrick Mahomes has coming into this game that we did the first time they met. Yeah. Um, and so I think the Chiefs are going to be able to focus on holding the ball, sustaining drives, you know, not really trying to go for the big home run play that was, you know, that they were doing at the beginning of the year. But like you said, I think Chris Jones, um, this win streak for me started when Chris Jones, like for the defense specifically, when Chris Jones moved inside. Yep. That's when this defense changed. And now Chris Jones not just moving inside, but just or not being like not inside, but not being on the field at all. Um, I think that what this is going to do is it's going to limit, even with Rashawn Slater out, this is going to limit the Chiefs pass rush and the Chiefs secondary, you know, is playing better. And half of it's because they're getting to the quarterback faster. A good pass rush makes a good pass coverage. Yeah. And, and really vice versa. But this one's definitely... Um, you know, the pass rush kind of sets this defense up for success, makes the quarterback make bad throws, makes the quarterback make, uh, or, you know, doesn't let him just sit in the pack pocket and what, what, uh, wait for receivers to get open. Can't talk right now. So I think Chris Jones being out helps the Chargers offense so much. And I don't know if the Chiefs, if they're trying to play this non-home run, sustained drive, whatever, if that tomorrow. they can keep up with the Chargers offense. Because I think the Chargers offense, now if Chris Jones is playing, I think it's a completely different thing. It is. Um, and he's not playing, and that's the game. Like, what What? what did you say? You were looking at the spread. What did you say drop by when Chris Jones got announced out? Two full points. That's, that. like, guys. It just had come up, but the, the initial news dropped at two points. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna phrase it this way. Uh, Mike Lennon didn't even get a point when it was announced that he might get yeah. And that's out. And Mike Glennon to Jake Fromm is like a huge difference for quarterback. We're talking right. like we're talking Giants yeah, scoring. No matter nine how you points, feel about Mike Glennon, nine points to three points, they would have lost by fifty. We it was literally like Mike Glennon in my head is a six point difference because we're not getting two field goals. Right. Chris Jones, a defensive player, an interior defensive lineman, is two points according to Vegas. Yeah, that's insane. Because think about it too. Like you said, without his presence, one the Chargers can probably run the ball a little bit more. Yeah, but two. When you're pressuring from the outside, like the Watts and the Boses, like they're so good, it doesn't matter. They're going to get to the quarterback. Frank Clark's really good. You can step up, right? Yeah, you Herbert can step, can step up, up and you he can, can, he can, then he can escape his plan. Yeah. When you get pressure up from the interior, it's the like that's why the Aaron Donalds, the DeForest Buckners, the Chris Joneses are really like the talked about as the most valuable guys for their teams because mm-hmm. there is nowhere to go but backwards when you pressure up the middle. And then that leads to throwing off your back foot. There's nowhere to escape from that and it leads to problems. So, I just don't think it's been stated enough, and we'll see tomorrow. I guess when you know everyone starts picking this game, but um, I would actually be really surprised if the Chiefs won. It would say if the Chiefs win, I'd be like, oh, I honestly to this point, and I know the Chargers aren't even there yet because they're, but they're playing better. I'd be like, all right, Chiefs are they're no, they're winning it all. Yeah, like, no, this game would define the Chiefs season if they win this one. Because like you said, the thing is, I've, I've kind of said it. I've been a little more. Uh, Respective of the Chiefs wins, not saying that you have been respective. I've been more looking at like, look, the Chiefs had struggles, but now I don't care who they're playing. They're winning games. The defense yep. is playing well. They're playing with the mojo. Yep. And I've been very impressed by it. And I don't think that if this defense gets lit up because the Chris Jones isn't there, I don't think people can say, well, I guess it was just a fraud five games or six games. And nope. like, I don't think we can say that. But if they do win this game, I think then it's like, all right, guys. This Chiefs defense turned a corner. This Chief offense, they're figuring out. And like you said, nothing is there to tell us that this team can't make a run and literally not lose a game the rest of the year. Yep. And like you pointed out earlier, the biggest thing to watch from that, if this game goes how we think it goes, which means it probably won't, how does Mahomes respond when the Chargers are scoring every time? Does he stay patient still yeah. and say, we can still get our seven points. It's still going to take a while. but Or is he going to be like, I'm feeling the pressure a little bit. I'm feeling like we have to score here. I'm going to go try to make that three, yeah. which has led to the turnovers that they've had. And the question is, if he starts doing that in the fourth quarter, that's one thing. Yeah. If 
the Chiefs find themselves down big in the second quarter and he's second doing quarter, that, that's when we know, okay, Mahomes, I think, has learned, but he hasn't learned that much. Because, like, against the Titans, he was doing it in the first quarter. For sure. You know, so if we could, if, if late that third, third peak mess. Yeah, if late third, fourth quarter, you know, and they're down and he starts making, that's understandable because it's like, look, time's running out. But in the first half, if he can stay calm, stay composed, and try to get those drives and just you know that he's going to get points, um, I think that that would talk a lot too. But then, you know, if the Chargers do this one, I think we're both saying Chargers, Chiefs win the playoff game. For sure. For sure. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I think the AFC wants the Chargers to win because... They don't want to go to Airhead. Not only that... Who the hell is in LA to cheer for that team, anyways? That's true. So it's not only the easiest away game you get, but it's yeah. Then you're saving the hardest away game. Your your um, easiest away game and like the weather. Yeah, but you if, know, if you're if, like, you're if you're Buffalo, yeah, and you're like, I have to go to a warm LA on turf field, probably the fastest looking turf yep. field you've seen. They're cheering in hard lives, for the Bolts, and you know because it's a playoff game, all of Buffalo is going to make that flame play or that cross country plane. To, to LA, yeah. I mean, that is literally going to be best case scenario for the Bills. But now Arrowhead? Yeah, and on the flip side. to get tickets, and it's going to be cold. For sure. Flip side, you have New England and Tennessee probably going to be the one, two, three there with whoever yeah. wins this. They want the Chiefs to win because they don't want to have to play in the second round against the Chiefs. You know, if you want the Chiefs, let's be honest, like, they're still, you don't want to play Mahomes in the playoffs. No. So getting him before the AFC Championship sucks. So they want the Chiefs to win, so they can at yeah. least try to avoid them until the AFC Championship. The AFC Championship. Then um, it's just one game, and then you you know you let's can't see. Worry about let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So it's it's a very big game across the board uh, tomorrow, and it, it sucks that we're whoops. You know, just to give you a quick life update, we're once again have the chance to compete for another basketball title. So I'm actually <sighs> I, I'm like look I'm I'm very excited to play tomorrow. I'm a little pissed though because I really want to watch this game. I really, yeah. Like almost more than like. Like, the Colts-Jets, like, I would rather, like, miss the Colts-Jets instead of this game. I think it's that important to, like, my team, the AFC, and just this football game in general is massive. Yeah, I mean, I agree. We, depending on what the score is, you know, like, for example, last week in the quarterfinals, uh, we were playing 5v4. We, were, we, were, we only had five guys show up, and I stood in our offensive corner so that I could have a view of the television to yeah. watch Rutgers play Purdue. So we played 5 on 4 and still yeah. won by you know, still won. So, it, you know, if we have to, especially with the bench, you know, you can watch the game on the TV. What Justin didn't want to say is we won the second half without him playing. Well, we won the first half, too. I didn't even look at the score. I'm not saying you weren't a contributor. I was just, I wanted them. I thought they should know that. I also didn't even, I was 40% there. I was standing on our defensive side of the court right. watching the game while you guys played offense. Oh, Justin, all I wanted to do there was throw it out there and let the public. I'm the worst player on the team. Say no, no, yeah, no, no. I just wanted them to, I just wanted them to take it how they wanted. Say it because it's true. No. Say it because it's true. You're valuable. I'm the eighth player of an eighth <laughs> No, no. All right, we're moving I'm a, I get my rings, though. I'm going for four. Everyone enjoy this game tomorrow, though. I can't wait to recap it. I can't wait to see how it goes. Um, next. Wow. This game is awful. Raiders at Browns. Raiders coming off a 40-point loss. Still in playoff contention. Seem a little lifeless. Going to a Cleveland team that is down 11 starters. Can I can I be honest real quick? Yeah. Nick Stefanski called me. Who? Nick Stefanski called me. Yeah? He, he, he wanted me to play. Did he? Yeah, that's one of your guys that are down. It's Kevin Stefanski. Kevin, Kevin I don't know Stefanski. what you're talking about. Bad, Kevin Stefanski. I'm I said Nick. Yeah. I'm really bad with names. You know that. I'm sorry. I wanted to go with it, but then you said Nick, and I'm like, did you know his son? Because of Ohio, you guys are both Ohio, so I'm, that that got ruined. I'm sorry. I suck with names. Why did I think of Nick? I, I don't know. Kevin. I, I don't know. know why I Nick Chubb, that. maybe. I don't know. Um, I like what you were doing there, though, because what you're trying to say is this team is so sick uh, that they need guys on the field. Well, even Kevin's not going to be there, right? He has COVID. No. No. So maybe his. Fake no, twin Nick will be out there. That's, that's why I said Nick. There you go. That's like your his, little Chris his, Cliff his Paul dude. Yeah, his son. Um, I, look, I don't know. Who do you like? The Browns are down 11 starters. I wish Baker was playing. That's the thing. I Like I, a Mitch. I know Mitch like, isn't happy. He's like Keenum better? I think so. Yeah, and, and look, we're not saying like, oh, Case Keenum's going to go light it up, but he's just he's going to be better than Baker. Yeah. But three of those 11 out, I think, are offensive linemen. And then they're already mm-hmm. missing um, Jack Conklin, right? So they're out four and starters on the offensive seen line. How, we've seen how they struggle without uh, Kareem Hunt as like another back. Um, yeah. The secondary right. is so, destroyed. Destroyed. Uh, yeah. jo- like it's Josh Johnson, right? Yeah, Josh Johnson. Uh, Austin Hooper's out. Yep. 
<laughs> McKinley's out. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis is out. So like, who, who's even gonna throw the ball to? I don't. I, I don't. I think Peoples Jones is playing, but I. Who knows by tomorrow when we find out? That seems like seven other ones. Yeah, this one might get postponed to Monday. It, depending I don't, on I don't think works. they're going to. I think if it was a Sunday at one, it would. I think a Saturday network game, I just don't think they're going to let them switch. I think they're going to be like... It's too late to... It's to fourth. We don't have Saturday games. It's a network. Yeah. It's. I think the money is just going to talk too much. I don't. Th- I really don't... It, I think it would have been moved by now. I mean, yeah. they're down 11 starters, and they haven't said th- a thing. Um, I mean, what? Like... Miles Garrett MVP, like he could, like he'd be the reason they win this, right? Like if he wants to be the like, uh, Miles Garrett wouldn't it take a MVP performance to, like, do you think the Browns can still win? Or are you fully like I have no re- like where are you at? If Darren Waller plays, I think that the Raiders win this one. I because, think he's plays, but um, it's just one of those things where it's just it's just such a weird situation. It's like the last time when the Browns like didn't have like Nick Chubb or like. Uh, Kareem Hunt or any offensive guys, and they played on Thursday night against whoever it was. And or what, who is it? The Titans? No, the Bill, Broncos. 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 And everyone's like, and they were really just I missing their running backs. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it was just one of those things where it's like, like they're still NFL players, and like a guy can step yeah. up. Where I don't know enough about the third stringers on Cleveland, but like the Raiders have been so abysmal recently that if you know their offense like can't get going for some reason. And they struggle to score points. I don't. I don't know. For some reason, it's just like the Browns could stay with them, and yeah. that's what I'm scared. I think Darren Waller playing like there's going to be no one for them to guard Darren Waller. And if they have 77 offensive snaps, Darren Waller might get 76 touches. Right. And that would that would win the game. But it's just weird that I'm not confident in a team that's missing all their starters. I think a Baker's yeah, playing. Yeah, it's hard though, not to be though after seeing the Raiders lose by 40, right? Yeah. You can't just be like, oh. Ra-. But and they've I, just been on a slide. It sucks to say. Yeah. But they won last year in Cleveland. They did. And kind of a gross game too, like weather-wise. But this time it's roster-wise. Yeah. Somebody got punched, I remember. <laughs> I just think the differences with this one compared to the Broncos game is like even when those running backs were out, you were still like this weird feeling because like they still have their O-line and they yeah. still have like their guys. When you have the O-line out, this many guys out, it's going to cause issues. And the only thing that has been a constant for the Raiders this year has been Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. Yeah, that's a great point. I I don't know why I'm trying to say that I think the— I just think—I mean, I think 13 points wins this game. Yeah. Like, the Browns haven't even gotten 20. They got 24 last week, barely, in the first half. And it also was a defensive touchdown. Defensive touchdown. I don't, they they can barely get to twenty in the first place. Yeah, so, and I think that's the thing where I think if Darren Waller plays, um, this over, offense over this is game. this offense for the Raiders is going to be able to score twenty some odd points. And I but if Darren Waller doesn't play, I haven't seen anything to tell me that they can. What do you think the over under is? Thirty seven and a half. Wow, pretty good. Thirty eight and a half. Thirty eight. That's that's almost as low first as first team to twenty wins. Yeah. What's the spread? What do you think it is? I mean, the Raiders have to be favored by it, like two ish. Raiders minus one. So started they're at Browns, saying started thirty-eight and a half. They're saying the final score is literally going to be like nineteen to eighteen. It started at Browns minus or twenty to 18. six and a half. After the initial wave, it went to three, mm-hmm. and then after today, it went all the way to one. So it's been a seven-point swing. So Eight, I, I'm, I'm going to say that. If but I don't know if the Browns Darren Waller if Darren Waller plays the Raiders easily score twenty points if Darren Waller doesn't play I'm nervous and the the final score will be first team to thirteen because I just I the the Raiders offense has been so abysmal recently he didn't practice yesterday I don't know why I saw it was questionable but that's what I'm gonna say yeah. take that for what you'd you like to just see this guy practice once since he's been out so long he didn't practice today. Um, Trayvon Mullen didn't practice and Denzel Perriman didn't practice so not good the Perriman thing is huge too huge they were lost defensively without their anchor uh, yeah I'm gonna go Raiders because I have zero reason to pick the Browns yeah that's the thing I don't even know why like literally I think if Baker Mayfield was in I'd be like Raiders easily I know <laughs> Case Keenum scares me I've said it for because like, he probably weeks. won't turn it over Case Keenum won't turn it over he's a veteran and he's he won't, he's been a winner I, kind of like more than Baker has yeah I don't know. It's a weird. It's just a weird. He thing got robbed. He was. He got not robbed. He was a. Or did he get? No. Did he get robbed? What? How did Minnesota lose in the NFC Championship that year? They lost by thirty. Thirty. That's right. To the Eagles. But they won because of a guy tackling with his head down. 
I think you're starting to retract. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't it, know, but Case Kidd excuse me because I just remember year. that team. You took them to the play. They, they, they got the NFC Championship. You're right. You're right. All right. I like the Raiders. Um, wow. We are, this is a long first two games. And the, the third game, not going to be much shorter. Zach? Well, we're going to go faster because the one o'clock aren't. The Sunday games are so. uh, Patriots, Colts. City's going to be on fire. I'll start, like Zach said, Crossroads, Downtown Indy, 12 and 2. Uh, it's like the biggest thing ever for your non Indy people where uh, the four major Indiana teams come downtown to Indy and they all play each other. Then at 8 o'clock, Patriots to Colts, the rivalry's back on. Um, Patriots and Colts, like for those outside of Indy, they literally, they fucking hate each other. Well, yes. Because of Tom Payton, Payton Manning. Um, and then also it's a playoff game and Josh McDaniels, you know, taking the job and then saying no. And so this means like literally the world to Zach. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I think that the Colts win this game because I think that they're going to be able to score enough points and their defense is going to be able to put pressure on Mac Jones to limit the Patriots offense. Yeah, the Patriots can try to run the ball. But if you can't or if you're struggling to run the ball and I think that the Colts are going to be able to limit that. Um, they're going to have to throw it, and I just don't trust Mac on a way environment and probably the big, the most playoff atmosphere he's going to see, and like he's going to see in his NFL regular season career this year. So I'm going to take the Colts. Yeah, so this is this is a pretty big one. Like I said, um, we played the Chiefs in the playoffs at home, and I, I've said like, you know, the Titans is the biggest game of the year because at the time it was, and, and look where we are now, Justin. Like they won those two games, and the Colts are fighting for a. Uh, spot just in the playoffs, but we really could have been going for the division. So at the time, I was right. And I know I'm dramatic about the Colts and over-exaggerate and say, Luke Soil is going to be rock and the place is going to be on fire. There is nothing, there's going to be nothing like this on Saturday night. Like Justin said, from uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., it's going to be people in Butler colors, Purdue colors, Indiana colors, Notre Dame colors. And then after that, everyone's going to be in blue and white. And it's going to be awesome. People are going to be hammered. Place is going to be going nuts. And it's been cool to see on Twitter this week because there's been like this, and I had it hidden because I think the Patriots have won their last eight against us. Um, but a lot of those games have been like the Andrew Luck era when our team was awful and, and the very end of the Peyton era. Um, so it's been a while since this rivalry has actually been renewed. The cool thing is you can see on Twitter, like, and even in myself, this hatred and fire for New England just like coming back up this week. And like every little thing that you remember about this rivalry, and a lot of it's just resentment and jealousy because they own this series for so long. And the reason that an offense that had five Hall of Famers growing up and Peyton and Reg and Marvy, Marvin and all those guys didn't go to more Super Bowls was because of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And that always doesn't sit well with this with this city. And the McDaniels news, like you talked about him, not getting on the plane, completely embarrassing us as a franchise. All that hatred and anger has come back up this week. And I think you're going to feel that Saturday night in this crowd. Like the energy is going to be absolutely unreal. Um, to talk about the actual game. These two teams since week five were awful. I'm sorry, before that were awful. The Patriots were two and three. The Colts were one and four. What has happened since? Since week five, the Colts averaged 32 points per game. That's first in the NFL, and it's not close. So pretty much a 10-game stretch here we're talking about. 32 points per game is a ton. New England has only let up 14 points per game since week five. First in the NFL, it's not close, right? Dominating stats. Bill Belichick off the bye, right? It's what you always talk about, Patriots, New England, Bill Belichick off the bye. Bill Belichick is actually 16-9 off the bye, and technically that career winning percentage is worse than his overall winning percentage with the Patriots, which is ridiculous how good they've been. But it's even worse than I thought, though. It, I thought he hadn't even lost off a bye, to be honest with you. Frank Reich has never lost off of a bye. Granted, smaller sample size, but still, he shows that he knows how to take the approach and you're getting ready. Okay. Colts have had a 10-point-plus lead since week five in every single game. We have been up 10 points or more in every game in the past 10 games. That is almost impossible to do. We have blown three of them, as you know, but that is almost impossible to do. If we get up like that, I don't think this team has the response the way the other teams can to come beat us. Continuing, 125 yards. That is the number to know for this game. When the Colts rush for 125 yards, we are 7-0. We have not lost. When we run for under 125 yards, we are 0-6. We're 7-6 and overall. So what does that mean? If we get to 125, we should win the game. So that's something to keep track of. Okay. Now on the Patriots side, we talk about us running the ball. The Patriots run the ball 49% of snaps. 49% of snaps the Patriots handed off. And you're like, okay, Zach, 
relax, dude. They they handed the ball off every time against Buffalo. Take that game out, the Patriots run the ball 46% of the time. Say every other play they are running the football. What is all this saying, Justin? We're going to run the ball on Saturday night. New England is going to run the ball on Saturday night. It is man-on-man football for four quarters like you've never seen. Okay, Carson can't make the big mistake. Matt can't make the big mistake, but it's going to be running the ball. It's going to be probably a little conservative on both sides because no one wants to make that mistake. New England's undefeated on the road and has a plus eight turnover margin. Okay, They turn you over when they're on the road and they make you feel nervous at home and they try to get the crowd out of it and dead. It's man-on-man football. I don't care if they're going to load the box. We have to run it. We can't throw it 25 straight times because that's when mistakes happen. You have to continue to run it. One thing I want you guys to watch for in this game, I'm going to end it with this. Outside zone. Outside zone is something the Colts like to run a lot. Um, we try to get to the outside. Obviously, when you have a big Q on the left, he can really seal with Kelly at center, and we can get outside. Every Colts game, I, or I'm sorry, every New England game I've watched this year on the highlights because I've been a loser this week, New England has given up, as good as their defense have been, New England has given up one big run every game. And I'm not talking like a 15 to 20-yard run. The Chargers, the Browns, the Titans, uh, other than the Bills game because the Bills literally can't run. They have given up a 60-plus yard run. One of them, they strip they strip the guy. The other two, they tackle them. If you run outside zone, they come very down hard. They come down hard, downhill very hard, and the cutback is open. And the only thing I want you to watch for in this game is if Jonathan Taylor starts running the ball outside toward the sideline and you see him cut up field, if he gets a chance to break it, like every game New England has given up one big play, which is all it could take in this game, Jonathan Taylor is going to score a 50-plus yard touchdown and we're going to win. So I just want you to watch for that. I think we're the better team. I'm tired of seeing on Twitter like, oh, I really think the Colts can actually might be able to win this one. Fuck that. I know they've dominated us. It's a different era. It's different teams. Okay? Bill's still Bill. New England still has their brand and culture because they've earned that. But this is Mac Jones having to prove himself on the road at us, and I don't think he's going to be able to do it, and I think the Colts are going to win. I'm very excited. Thank you all for listening to all that, and I'm sorry. Yeah. A lot of stats, though. A lot of information to know. Yeah, we really don't dive too much into the stats on this podcast. And so I appreciate it because I'm a stats guy. I just don't throw them out too much. But I didn't realize 125 is the number we have to get to running the ball. That's a little scary. But if we have the big run, we should get there easily. Yeah. And like the thing is too is, you know, what is your defense built for? Bend, don't break, and stop on the run. Exactly. Like who's your best Who's your best player on defense? Darius Leonard. And what is his biggest strength? Yeah, stripping the ball. I also, what is, what is his biggest weakness? Pass coverage. It, it, yeah. I also think Damian Harris – Fumbles a ton. Yeah. Fumbles a ton. So I think if he plays, which I don't know if he's going to either. I don't know. I mean, look, I could be wrong. I've said it all year about the Patriots. I think they've had the most perfect schedule lined up for the the times they've played the teams when they've had. um, Because it matters. Like, it matters when you play teams. Look when the Colts played the Rams versus when the Packers got to play the Rams. Like, there's just phases where teams go through where they're not right. And I think the Patriots have got everyone at their worst time. Yeah, um, and we're not, so we'll see. I th- and I mean, I think the thing too is for the Patriots, um, you know, they're facing a team right now that's um, defense is built for their offense, and also could ha- can have one of the most balanced attacks or one of the most unbalanced attacks, and still put up points. Because you have to think, you know, the Colts have been on this run recently. Yeah, they've been running the football, but they also. Carson Wentz, like I, I just think of that Baltimore game, like if, you can't score thirty two a game without throwing it. If, if Carson Wentz, if they're like you want to take away a run, uh, I you just trust that Carson Wentz can make it happen. He's not, he's like Mac Jones. I, you know, I, I like Mac Jones a lot, and I think he can develop into something. But where Mac Jones is right now, if you take away the run game from New England, you know they're not in a good spot where that they can score, you know, twenty points or fourteen points, but. The Colts, if you take away either their pass game or their run game, then you know you're still allowing them to have an opportunity to easily get 20. And I've always said Bill Belichick. People always say like you know Bill Belichick likes to take away the things that you want to utilize, yeah. but he also has very. I've always talked about like specifically Herschel or not Herschel Walker, or, uh, Thurman Thomas and Super Bowl 25. Like he also is like I'm going to let you to have your strength, but I'm going to take away everything else. Yeah. And he might say, I'm going to take away your pass rush because what does running the ball do? 
Yes, it's your strength, but it kills the clock. And so, therefore, it's harder for you to put up as many points in 60 minutes of football. And if you can't put up as many points for our run-heavy team that's more conservative on offense, it leaves us at least opportunities to stay in the game. So I could see it very easily where people are like, oh, they're going to attack the run. They're going to attack the run. They're going to attack the run. I could also see it being vice versa. They're like, they're going to try to force Carson Wentz into mistakes and make it very, very hard for him to have a good day and give the ball to Jonathan Taylor because now you're – you know, three minute drive down the field, a passing attack just turned into a seven minute drive. And now, That's yeah, you're up, seven, you're up seven, you're up 7-0, but you're up 7-0 um, with seven or eight minutes left in the first quarter instead of up 7-0 with 12 minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, um, and I'll just, I'll just say this because I've seen a lot of the Patriots Twitter being like, nothing's new, Patriots versus Colts. This is a completely different Colts yeah. era. And it's not just like because of Peyton. We have never had, because we've always lost New England late in the year and on the road, especially going to Foxborough. We have never had. We've always had a finesse team with Peyton. This identity and this new era of Colts football is New England esque, and not in like just the like the discipline, and all that. Just the toughness. Like, look at the way we ran the ball in Buffalo. Look the way we ran the ball in an atmospheric river in San Fran. Like old Colts teams wouldn't be able to do that. We have an identity and a culture now that's ready for a New England like physical team. Like we're ready for them. I think they know it's, it. I think they know. Oh, one hundred percent. The thing is, is like you know, people are like, yeah, this is what it always. The Patriots and the Colts are not the same teams that they were. You know, when this rivalry was big between, you know, 2001 a lot and less playmakers 2012, <laughs> where it was like these two Hall of Fame quarterbacks battling it out for each other. And one of them might have a bad day and one of them might have a great day, but every game is going to be fireworks. Yeah. This this is like, there's no, there's... Take like, out Jonathan Taylor, who's the best offensive no player? Who's the best names. offensive player exactly. on the field? There's no big name super, like... Jonathan Taylor's in his second year, but it's like, you know, besides maybe some defensive players, like, who's the Hall of Famer? Yeah. I mean, now, I mean how many Hall of Famer? I mean, but yeah, like, Quinn Nelson's a Hall of Famer, yeah. but it's like the names that the, the average fan knows aren't on this team. The names that the average fan knows, and I'm, when I'm saying average fan, I even mean like your girlfriend who doesn't watch football but just hears a couple of names. She knew Brady and Jules. She knew she knew Brady. She knew Jules. Like Gronk. even back in the day, she knew Gronk. She knew Randy Moss. She knew Dion Branch. Yeah. She knew Peyton Manning. She knew Marvin Harrison. She knew Edron James. She knew Reggie Wayne. She knew Dallas Clark. You know yeah. how many goddamn Dallas Clark jerseys there were? People love Dallas. Like Clark. It, that's the thing where it's like this, the, this is a completely different rivalry than it was back then. But it's exciting because if these two teams can keep what they've built and continue building on, you know, with also the AFC has been very very tough and there's always going to be those little names that pop up here and there, but. There was a time where it was the three names that the three teams. It was the Steelers, it was the Patriots, and it was the Colts. Yeah. Now could it be the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Patriots? And it, it, that would be awesome. It'd be great for the NFL, and it'd be a rivalry that could continue. And it's in a very spot where it could happen. But um, this would be the beginning of it, and this would be the point that if that part two of the of the rivalry happens, this is what everyone's going to look at as like this is the first one, especially with the playoff implications. Yep. So this I got invited to the game. I can't go, and I literally that's one of the biggest. Probably the biggest regrets I could possibly have if my season is not being. I would be in the nosebleeds, way up top. Yeah, but it would be a, it would be a lifetime experience for how I think Lucasville is going to be. I'm gonna have a lot of drinks. There's a chance a tear comes out and kick off from the crowd. Yeah, I would expect nothing less. Actually, could happen. All right. Well, I appreciate, that's a lot on the Colts. I appreciate you guys. We are listening. far into this podcast and we have not gotten to Sunday yet. Well, Justin, are you ready to run? Because there's nothing to talk about here. Panthers at Bills. Uh, Josh Allen has to play. Right, even if he's not 100%, they're not in a position where they can mess around. No, and I think that they dominate this game. They're going to dominate this game. I don't know if the, like, the Bills' defense is going to be back, right? Like, I don't even think people are going to say it. I don't even think they're going to say that, that. You're just not going to look at it. You just know they're going to kill him. Yeah. yeah, and it's also like they benched their starting quarterback like five times this year. Yeah. Um, they're not going to be able yeah. to score. And even I don't think anybody would look at this game and be like, the Bills' defense is back. I think people would look at this game and be like, wow, the Panthers still don't have a quarterback. Yeah, you're right. So Bills buy a lot. Bills buy a lot. Cardinals at Lions. No DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the year. That sucks for whoever the Cardinals have to play next week. Um, Cardinals. Yeah, the Lions. Uh, um, it might be close. Whatever. It, uh, they might they be haven't close. had DeAndre Hopkins every game this year. He's been out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think that – I think it's It wouldn't matter more in the playoffs. Right I, that's what I, I yeah. think it's more of like, look, we're 10-3. and three. We're, you know – we're in a spot where we're going to make the playoffs. Let's allow a different, like a playmaker, one of the best playmakers in the NFL. Let's make sure he's 100% the playoffs. There's no reason to have him go to Detroit and play at Ford Field and potentially risk an injury. 100%. Yep. 
I like. I mean, I was. I'm not gonna say I like Detroit. I like Arizona. I like Arizona by a lot. I think it's another game where, yeah, you know what? I've been to say a lot, and it's probably gonna end up being close. But let's be honest with ourselves. Um, there was a script for the Lions to beat the Vikings. There's not, and and there's been some scripts where some of these other close games. There's been scripts where it's like this could potentially happen. It it doesn't happen. It all led game. up to that moment. It yeah. doesn't happen in this game. Yep. Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins have some COVID issues. I think mainly at running back. That's it though. Yeah. Um. No reason to say they're going to slow down. It's going to be funny to watch on Twitter and see how all of these film guru breakdown people look at the zero blitzing and Zach Wilson. The Dolphins are going to win by a lot. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Zach Wilson has been prone to mistakes this year, and the Dolphins' defense is they feast on this. is very good at getting or gaining those opportunities and taking advantage of them. Um, and you know, whoever's in. They're going to throw their three-yard passes, the Dolphins' offense, and they're going to be able to work down the field against a yeah. Jets defense that struggles. Two out through for two seventy-five, and only had six incompletions last time they played too. So. It's it's insane. Like looking at two his stats, like he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. He's like two touchdowns, one interception ratio, and but he doesn't have a bad. He has, I mean, he has a great completion I mean, percentage, but so he doesn't simple. have yards. Like they're not like that's I mean, a we thing. watched it. Yeah, like Jalen Waddles like breaking catch records, and it's also because it's like. He's running it's RPO slant. out routes and slants. Yeah, you know what though? They found something that works for this year, and you got to just keep. Yeah, and and I think that look anybody who's like you know you can't you can't talk about Deshaun Watson because it's going to hurt his confidence. Like Deshaun Watson in this offense completely changes his team. Yeah. They just went from a could we make a could we make a run to get in the playoffs? Team was to, one and seven. Yeah, they would not. Could we make a seven. run to get into the playoffs? Not not a run in the playoffs to get into the playoffs versus. Let's make a run in the playoffs to potentially, you know, take the next step. For sure, he's that he's that much of a difference. Dolphins by a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Cowboys at Giants. Giants had a weird day, very weird day. No one practiced at all. Yeah, like everyone, they had a team out there, but no one was out there. No one was out there. No one knew why no one was out there. Which, how do you not? How is it not one report? Something so off. It's I don't I don't even know. There's no I have no explanation in all reality. Um. Mike Lennon's projected to be the starter. They still haven't figured out Daniel Jones' next thing, which is kind of scary. It is, for sure. Uh, I don't, like, again, it started, it started off as a strained neck, and then it turned into, like, could there be, there's no structural. And, and then it's just, he's seeing all these specialists where it's kind of scary to just think that, like, he's okay, clearly. Like, there's clearly nothing wrong, but is it going to be a thing where it's like, he can't get hit anymore? He's a hit away. Yeah. And, yeah, that's just scary, and that sucks. So it's just pay attention to that. But Mike Lennon, um, also that would change the entire draft structure for the New York Giants, which is just, I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Lennon, starter, most likely. But Jake Fromm, might see some action. Um, either way, the Cowboys are going to steamroll this team. Leonard Williams, I'm I'm, I'm very... Uh, I don't know what the word is on Leonard Williams. I'm very... Uh, not picky. Uh, you know. He's out. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. I'm trying to think of the word. Like, I'm very, like, uh, critical of Leonard Williams because we pay him a lot of money. He's supposed to be this guy and he really right. stepped up to that. Uh, we've seen times, but you, if you get paid the money that you're getting paid, you have to do it every time. He's actually missing the first game of his career. So this injury is something that's like actually big. So that sucks. So we're not going to have our interior defense. Um, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, literally, they could run the ball every single play like the Patriots did, and they would beat us 27-3. Mm, yeah. So we're going to get our asses kicked. Yep. Yep. I unfortunately agree. Cowboys by a lot. Yeah, you don't have to unfortunately agree. Well, agree. I do. Just, I just do. agree. No, I want to. Um, I don't need your pity. Washington Eagles, you're not going to like this. I think this is another blowout. I think the Eagles by a lot. Taylor Heineke is at like 50%, it sounds like. Maybe he has to play because Kyle Allen got COVID. Um, So who knows if even there's going to be a contract trace we're going to find out about tomorrow. But Taylor Heineke already is not a very good quarterback in the pocket, and now he literally can't move to get out. They're in big trouble. And they're also really – a lot of guys on the defense have COVID as well. Yeah. So I I just – the Eagles don't even know who their quarterback's going to be this week. It doesn't matter. It's going to. I like. I like them by double digits. I don't even want to talk about this. I know. I mean, I figured, that's why I kept going. I'm not going to talk about it. I figured you were going to say anything, so I kept talking. I like the Eagles by a lot. Justin likes the Eagles. Nope. <laughs> I have no comment. Next put it on the. Hey, put it on the graphic. Graphic guy who we don't have. Yep. No comment. That's that's future updates. Um, Titans at Steelers. I love them too. <laughs> I hate them. I will. God. Every time. It's it like, makes too much sense. I mean, this one actually, like, I know the Steelers are bad. The Titans, I and mean, it's just not who. 
They can limit the Titans. It's the Titans are awful. The Titans are awful. There's and no way. Defense the Titans not, barely got 20 points against the Jags last week and picked off Trevor four times yeah. and could barely get to 20. Imagine the feast day. The feast day TJ Watt's going to have. Minka Fitzpatrick's going to have two picks. Tannehill's 13 picks this year. God, this is going to be brutal. I still, I mean, it's going to be close because it's not like the Steelers can put a team away. If the Steelers lose this game, it's the end of an era. If they win this game, it's the AFC North crown that yep. we're going for. Yep. It's, yeah, it's a big day in Pittsburgh. I'm big on the Steelers on this one, I feel like. I am too. It um, just makes too much sense. Yeah. Um, so, Texans at Jaguars. Yeah, I'm going to break this one down. Um, really, from a fundamental standpoint, let's talk about offense, defense, and special teams, the three phases of football, guys. Offense first. Um, I'm just kidding. I really don't care, but I'm going to go with the Texans because for some reason, every day, every day, I'm getting Urban Meyer notifications. And every day when I see Urban Meyer notifications pop up on my phone, I swipe to the right and I hit close. Why? Because I figure it's the same story. And then every day I go on Twitter and I see Urban Meyer and I see it's a news story. Now he's kicking kickers. Which, first of all, let's be honest, the story that came out, really not bad at all. Everyone take it. I honestly don't think anyone's on I don't think, I haven't heard any outrage about it. Um, I think Josh Lambeau, make your kicks, bro. Make yep. your kicks. But uh, I'm going to go Texans. I think Davis Mills, he's trying to prove that, that he, look, the franchise, he has the keys. He's ready to drive the Ferrari and take this Texans team to the top of the AFC North. And he's going to prove that against a divisional rival in Jacksonville. And he's going to say, hey, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. guess what, buddy? Mm-hmm. I'm the quarterback of the 2021 class in this division. I like what you're doing. So I'm going to take the Texans. I, I don't want to take a team. I don't, want, I don't even want to. I didn't say no comment. I had a no comment. Well, mine was completely different. Mine was more. No, mine is division, mine. division rivals. These are my division rivals. <laughs> I love these two. I love these teams. You've had a, such a great life with these two. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm Dude, so think about blessed. it. The Cowboys winning this year is like how it's like 11 years in a row or something like that where the NFC East has not had back to back divisional winners. It's it's insane. Um, the Giants have only won that like once because we stink. I, I mean, joke of I'll, go, I'll go Jacksonville just because I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. All right. Uh, who's next? Angels versus Broncos. I mean, we are the Angels. That was nice. That was like a, like a Christmas vibe. That was really to it. good. I like that, that was a lot. Really good. Um, I mean, a really important game that I, I just think the Broncos are so boring. No one cares about this game. Like, yeah. I, I, like you're gonna look up and be like, oh, the Bengals are playing right now because you like people like the Bengals. They really love watching the Bengals. Yeah. It's just God, that's so fun to say. I don't. I think Zach's probably witnessing it now. I especially on Sundays. I walk around our apartment just saying. I mean, if they make angels, yeah, angels. Um, I don't know. I mean, the loser of this game is, the loser is, is out. Is out. This is a this is a playoff game. I don't think the Bengals lose three in a row. Now, is that Bengals a are gonna win. I think that it's the, the Broncos Bengals, are like worse at home. I don't. The know. Bengals struggle I think we're in the sense where it's like first of all Burrow makes that bad play once a game he does and then um, that hurts their defense more but the defense kind of struggles to I feel like get the stop right now that they need Yeah. Um, especially late in games we saw that last week twice I think that the Broncos they're going to be able to slow down enough where Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are going to have like 300 yards combined together and 70 touchdowns <sighs> Yeah, I like the. I like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a close game. I like I the Bengals. That, I, I, think I the also just, pull this one out. Yeah, I also, I also just would rather see the Bengals still in contention here, not like being Week 18, being like, God, if the Broncos win, they're in. I mean, no. look, if the Broncos win again in the playoffs, you have to eat your words. I have some things <laughs> I have to say, and I, then I feel bad and because I left not, them. And I left I'm them. not ready to say those things. Zach. We we are gonna pull back the tape if they are a game. Yeah. It's going to be a shame when our podcast gets played. We didn't say how easy their schedule was. My Mac got hacked. Look, uh, for some reason, the entire NFL, specifically the first seven weeks, are gone. (laughs) Uh, Bangels. Bangels. We've been on the same page every game. We usually have one by now that's different. Oh, we did. Houston Jaguars, but that really doesn't count. What about this one, Justin? Falcons at 49ers. Also a, for the Falcons probably... Uh, loser leaves town for the Falcons. And, you know, probably both teams, actually. The 49ers can't lose this game. This is actually a very similar vibe. What are you looking at right now? 
What are you doing right now? What are you doing over there? I'm looking at ESPN. I know. I just didn't know if you had something scheming over there. Or are you no, just trying to... I was just having that phone on. Oh, I'm not talking to the mic right now. That's... Yeah. No, I was looking at... Uh, at the bottom, it tells you pick center. Yeah. And I, for some reason, scrolled to that one. And I saw the numbers and I was astonished by them. Go ahead. Do you know what the, what it is? What do you mean? Do you know what the spread is? Uh, it's like I usually just don't. I usually just scroll think, down to the injury report. I don't scroll down that far, and I did, and I saw the number, and I was appalled. I think it opened up at a touchdown, and now I say I want to say it's almost up to double figures. It's nine, Zach. That's too many points. But do you think they win? I was saying I like low key like the Falcons. This is, I mean this def, this is a very similar vibe to Bengals Broncos. I, I low key like the Falcons. I just yeah I I want the Falcons to win. I just I don't think they're going to. 49ers have figured something out so. Yeah, the thing is, is that the 49ers have figured something out, but recently it's been a lot of close games to NFC and AFC teams that are like, could they make it or could they not? You know, well, well, they've lost to the Seahawks. That's who they're playing this week. And then they they beat the Vikings in a close, was it close? It was close, right? I I know that it was an eight point game, but I'm trying to think it was actually close. And then forty, then they they lost to the Bengals or they beat the Bengals in overtime. And it's like, now they're playing another team that's like on the brink and it's, these, there's been a lot of close games for them, and I don't know. For some reason, I'm getting Matty Ice vibes right now. I think Matty Ice is going to be like, hey, guys, remember 2015 MVP or 2016 MVP? Matty Ice? I think that's – I don't know. For some reason, I look at this game, and my gut says Falcons. Now, my gut's wrong 9 out of 10 times. So could be 1. It could be 9. I, I, yeah, I'll go, I, I, want Falcons. The, I want the Falcons to win. It's kind of They're kind of like – my Bengals of the NFC. Um, and the Broncos are like the 49ers of the NFC. Like, I don't really want to see them in because it's boring. Um, I just think the Niners win. I literally have no, absolutely zero, not a Zippo, none. Re- like, I can't say one thing right now to say why I like the Falcons. I just like the Falcons. If for you some like reason. The, how can you not like their vibes? Um, I think Josh Rosen might get in this one. You did. You just went from Matty Ice MVP to obviously the game's not going great if Josh is getting in. I don't know what I'm doing right now. You, you have no pulse for the My Falcons. brain is in a pretzel. <laughs> We've already talked too much. Let's at least move on so we can keep this going. Um, Rams and Seahawks. Rams have a ton of COVID issues. Yeah. And this I, is also, like, I mean, this is the definition of a come down game. Like, this is the definition. It's the of definition a of a come down, come down game. The Seahawks are, like, kind of figuring it out. I'm not saying they're going to be back, but, like, they're playing desperate and they need to win and they're still alive, yeah. so they're gonna keep playing hard. And like you said, this is just a horrible spot for the Rams. I feel like COVID issues got their big win that pretty much sealed them in the playoffs. Um, the Seahawks absolutely need to win this game. It's not like being on the road matters here. Uh, I like the Seahawks. Yeah, and I'm trying to see. So the Seahawks were okay, they were dead they got, in the water. It, they got it to a to a six point game when they played on the first time. Um, at the beginning of the year, yeah, totally. And that was was that the mallet game? Was that the finger mallet mallet finger game? No, dude, I'm honestly trying to. What game was that? I don't remember this game at all. Um. Anyways, I. Uh, it was on a Thursday. It's I like the Thursday. Seahawks too, which is why I'm gonna take the Rams because I I'm doing the reverse reversal. The the I mean the Rams make too much sense. Then you're like okay, but because of COVID issues, the Seahawks make too much sense. But then because that game makes too much sense, therefore I'm gonna say the Rams. Okay, okay, I'm okay with who that. Who all is out for them? I know. I mean, I know. Look, the big name Odell Beckham Jr., the savior of Los Angeles. Um, Odell, Jalen Ramsey's still out. Linebacker Justin Hollins is out. They have 16 between the practice squad and active roster, so. Uh, Daryl Henderson's out. Um, I don't know. I mean, okay, just, so maybe maybe the Seahawks is the pick. Yeah, we'll see. We'll but see. But that's one where a lot of that's going to come to the Saturday or Sunday morning report of who tested negative twice. Yeah, every day I'm holding my breath. Cold. I hope it goes well. All right, really, the last game we have to talk about now. Packers at Ravens. I mean, I, I no reason to pick the Ravens. And none at all. Um, I think. Do, or do you think that they just sit Lamar? I don't know if he's. You think he's questionable, right? You can't. I mean, well, he's just. I mean, I look. You well, know, you how know many, what? You're maybe right. You know how many people I said this weekend where I didn't. I was just like, my roommate thinks Lamar might be here, and I think he's right. I was telling that to everybody. 
It's a good take. I know. Well, I well no, because he, well, now he's actually hurt. Well, no, but that's the thing. Yeah. I said before, because in the first half against Cleveland, I was like, my roommate might think he's hurt. I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. And then uh, then he actually got hurt. So now it's like, okay, he was potentially hurt. Just I, uh, rumors from How About That podcast. Right. To he is hurt. But now he's questionable. There's no reason to play him this game. I think that you just you just pray. I'm with you, because but they're almost... Also, they're almost in that Bills territory where he he might have to play. Like they really can't afford to lose, but he, they do finish the year with Cincy and Pitt. So if they beat them, they're well, in. So you, you know what? You're right. No, but here's a question: Have they found something with Huntley? Have they found something with Tyler Huntley? Well, I think that's also where they can sit him because well, I guess the Bills have Mitch, Mitch ready to go, but uh, the Ravens have a backup that clearly can hang in there. So. He played better than a hurt Lamar in Cleveland. Yeah, he so. almost came back, and he also beat. Uh, he already has a win. He has yeah, he beat the Bears. Against the biggest great, thing is the Packers uh, against an touchdown. NFC North opponent. Packers by a touchdown. Um, if Tyler Huntley plays, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the Packers are gonna win this game. Okay, dude, I am in a pretzel right now with these four fifteen games. I I can't I can't. I know. I'm trying to speed it up because you're lost. I can't. Luckily for you, we're on the Sunday night, which you always think is another four twenty five. So I said it before you. Because you never know where the Sunday. Well, because is. they don't do a good job. I know of they don't separate. I know. I look, I need, I, I'm look, not trying. I need a sun. It, it says, look, it says Thursday, December 16th. I get it. Saturday, December 18th. I get it. Sunday, December 19th. I get it. And my brain is like, Sunday is one and four. It needs to say Sunday night, and then and then a new row. I need a I need a gap in between because let's be honest, the ones run into the fours, but the fours don't run into Sunday night, Zach. They don't. There's always a gap. That's dinner gap. I was just trying to do it so you gap. didn't have to get it wrong. I'm just. It's frustrating that ESPN can't make this app easier for users. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go the Buccaneers by a lot. Buccaneers by a lot. Next, Bears. I know. I what, dude? They're like the Steelers for us, dude. I love Chicago in this game. Bears. Bears. Chicago Bears. I don't know. The spread doesn't make sense. What is it? Three and a half? Four. It's four now? Or I said four as in like which way are the points going? Well, which, that's ridiculous. That was, what? Wow, the faith you have in Chicago. That, hey, dumb. our Chicago <laughs> listeners are going to love that. You really saved yourself from earlier <laughs> yeah. this week to now. Look, I, can't, I don't think they can be mad at me for that. Trey Lance State. But uh, look, let's, let's, let's have an honest talk, Vikings fans. Is there any Vikings fans out there? If there is a Vikings fan out there, let me know. Uh, you guys are were very, very close to dead in the water last week. Like, very, very close to dead in the water last week. Yeah. And I think that there's probably a little of those things where it's like you should win this game by a lot because Bears defense been struggling. But Bears offense might have found something. I think it's a game where here's a guy who... Vikings get up early, they think it's over, but then a little man named Justin Fields comes scrambling around, and next thing you know, another Jakeem Grant Jr. touchdown, and the Bears are back in this one with the fourth quarter and the ball in their hands, and if you're a Vikings fan, the movie is playing again. Yep. And I think the Bears pulled this one out. Matt Nagy's done very well against Minnesota. So we play the Ruby music for this one. Um, I just hope it's entertaining. Just I I think with Fields, it, it will be. Because I think you just—I felt the difference when he was out. Name there. one time you've watched a Bears game and not been entertained. Seriously? Yeah. Name one. I—I I mean, if I wasn't a Colts fan, the Colts Bears game last year was as. Well, I'm as talking fans. this year. This year, name one Bears game that hasn't been entertaining. <sighs> okay, now I got. Th- I mean, the Bears, Bears, the Bears game, Lions game was not entertaining. One Bears game wh- with oh, Fields. That was Thanksgiving. That was Thanksgiving. That was a horrible game. That was that, look. I, I mean, do we really want to? Do we really want to go through them? Real well, quick? I'm just saying, the now Bears games this year, Bears. with all disrespect, you have I mean, Sunday night all way respect, too stuck in your head. With you, all respect, no, 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 no. With all respect, has provided laughs, or has provided scary times, Bears or has provided really a like more of like, could this be it? You were entertained by the Bucks winning 38 to three. I was entertained. I mean, it was a very impressive win by the Bucks. Justin Fields, though, that was the thing. Where he's like, was that a scary game? You watched that game and you were into that game because every time Ravens the Raiders Bears. game, the Raiders Ravens Bears, it was it was a backup quarterback. And were remember, you watching it? Yes, I dude. You we were we were watching it. I know, but we like we feel obligated to because we have Bears. No, I'm just saying, if you didn't watch that game, you were missing out on some great NFL history for the 2022 season when uh, Huntley took them down in the last couple minutes. 
to win the game was, as a backup you know, quarterback. That actually was entertaining the last thing. Thank you. And, I, and remember Andy Dalton scored? I know. Like, yeah, that game, game was awesome. When I said, too, when I said, like, name me one game that the Bears Bears had that was entertaining, the first game that popped my head of I could refute so easily was that game. And yeah. you brought it up. Yeah, I screwed up this argument. You win. Checkmate, The Bears sir. are an electric factory. This might have been a longer podcast. Yeah. And it took up just because of three football games. That's okay. Uh, we'll release a bull episode sometime. Let's be honest, guys. Uh, we talked. We, you guys don't need to listen to like 50 bull game talks. Yeah. We'll break them down to like maybe 10 or 20. That are fun. The rivalry is back on. Berg, take us out. I'll let the fish rod fly off the back of the boat Got the summertime vibes, ain't no need for a coat I might think of a line, so I'll write it in notes In the morning I'ma check if it sinks or it floats Always got a blunt between the index and thumb Everybody always saying that we too young Hey, I don't need any more advice on my lungs I understand they're black, I rap and it's fun Fin sticking up so they see me coming Catchy as a wide out, everybody humming Message on red, I don't like the phone buzzing About to drop the bomb, call that shit a dirty dozen Was it too deep, too shallow, was it right? So through the water all day, all night Stay in your lane, cause I'm cruising through mine After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, no one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back of the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage Feeling like a motherfucking savage It's true, I'm feeling like a savage reborn It's like 21, turn 21 more Together fast as Jack Rob, turn around the corn Head to home, watch me go about 12 bars more Fuck it, I'ma go replace the whole mixtape I just had to go back and make sure the shit's great It is, by the way <laughs> this shit's dope Should probably throw a flag for me Coming with the hits late That's just the toll that a fan of this road takes I don't know about that I just know about this Wherever the crowd at Probably where Burke is That's about as simple as it gets with the equation All I know is it's the end of deep sea navigation Come and get my captain's hat and gather round Ain't nobody know about that I'll lay it down Fuck it, I could freestyle shit to pass time After all, I got a bag of all these summertime rhymes Got these summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage No one could imagine I'm pretty busy taking in the sunshine Runs in my bloodline, catch me on cloud nine Big bass, back of the John boat Collect these big notes, they try to stay float Summertime rhymes in my baggage Feeling like a savage, feeling like a motherfucking savage